0: What up, fam? I'm Dr. De Luna, and you are listening to Drop It Like It's Doc Podcast. Today, we're going to be covering some medicine cabinet must-haves that I think you need to have at home for cold and flu season, because there's a lot that you can do to support your immune system before you take some over-the-counter medication that doesn't even work. Listen up. <laughs> So, fam, we're gonna get a little nerdy to start out this episode, and then we're gonna go into some tactical things that you can do, as well as some of my favorite self care, favorite supplements for the cold and flu season. First, I want you to understand that there is always a time and a place for antibiotics. Let me just say that my 17 year old Puggle would not be alive today without antibiotics. So, I am not discrediting their power and their appropriate use. However, Antibiotics do not work against viral infections. They are not meant to. And if you take an antibiotic when you don't need to take an antibiotic, the bacteria within your gut, within your entire body, are part of your innate immune system. They're helping to keep you healthy. So if you knock them all out with an antibiotic, and it was actually a viral infection, you're doing yourself an immense disservice. So I wanna talk through some of the differences so that you can start to navigate that and so that you can try to lean on some of your medicine cabinet must-haves before you urgently take an antibiotic. So bacteria. They're single cell organisms. They eat, they poop, they reproduce inside of you. And usually when you get a bacteria, they're pretty localized to the area that they are infecting. So, you know, you get conjunctivitis in your eye, right? It's not like it's spreading across your whole face. You get a UTI. It's usually staying in your urinary system unless it creeps on up to your kidneys, but still pretty localized, right? Or you might get strep throat that's living in your throat. Think about those symptoms versus something like the flu. You're having symptoms everywhere, right? You're exhausted. You have a fever. You have body chills. You got aches. That is a very different presentation than someone with strep throat. Of course, when you have strep throat, it feels like you're getting jabbed in the throat with knives every time you swallow. But that's because the inflammation is localized here. You don't necessarily have the full body systemic reaction that you would in something like mono. Mono is Epstein-Barr virus. It is a viral infection and it infects very similar aspects of your body that something like strep does. So if you have a sore throat, you'll look in the back of your throat and you see you have white exudate or a white coating on your throat. You might be like, oh, fuck, it's strep. And immediately call your doctor, immediately get antibiotics, which for strep, I support you taking antibiotics for it. Just throwing that out there. But if you are someone that has that, you repetitively get it. You keep going to the doctor. They keep testing you for strep and they're like, it's negative, but take this antibiotic anyway. No, thank you. Probably have mono, especially if you're exhausted. So just throwing that out there that if you have a localized infection, but systemic symptoms, you're thinking more virus versus if it's localized, it's more like a bacteria, like a sinus infection, right? Like you're gooey. It's gross. Even some clinical symptoms that you would see is that usually when it's a viral infection, the discharge that comes out of your body, and again, nothing grosses me out, fam. Like, please tell me about all the goo that leaves your body. But usually the goo is a little bit more clear. Once it starts to get yellow, green, probably a bacterial something, something going on in there. And that doesn't mean, I'm not telling you to rush and take an antibiotic. I'm just telling you that that's the difference and then that can help you make an educated decision for yourself. Do you know that viruses are not even alive. Let that sink in for a second. A virus is not living. Viruses are so weird. They are so weird. Have you ever looked at them like what they actually look like? They look like little like aliens. They're like spaceships. They have a this like protein head and then these little crazy tentacle legs and it's not alive. It's a protein wrapped around genetic material. That genetic material is either DNA or RNA. And you're like, wait, how is it not alive? How do I get sick? Because they're fucking insane. These viruses go inside of your cell and then they integrate in with your DNA so that when your body reproduces and transcribes and translates that DNA to make a protein, you just turn into a little virus factory. You're just pumping out these little viruses. Isn't that fucking weird? They hijack your cellular machinery. So the way that your immune system is even reacting to these two little buggies is very different because one, bacteria, they're moving in your body. Your immune system can see them, bind them, target them, eat them, move them. But a virus, they're hiding in your own cells so they can get stealthy. So there's certain arms of your immune system that have been trained to pick up on these subtle signs. And they'll be like, huh, Bill, that that cell over there is looking a little suspect, you know, should we kill it? And they might kill it, which is good because there might be a virus in there. So just wanted to also throw that out there that viruses are actually not alive. So you have to strengthen your immune system to kill them, the cells that are infected with the virus. Sounds like some like sci-fi stuff, which makes me really question this reality that we're living in. Honestly, my mind can go there all the time. I can like go off of the edge of the earth and be like, what is this? So is this all a simulation? I'm not sure, but that is actually pure fact about viruses, okay? So it's cold and flu season, you're sick. You feel a little tickle in your throat. What do you do? You just push through the day. You go to work. You drink extra coffee. No honey. First part of the medicine cabinet must-haves is at the first sign of you not feeling well, you rest, you listen to your body, you lay on down. You don't force yourself to have fake energy that it doesn't have by just chugging through caffeine. We know I love coffee. We know this. But when I'm sick, have you ever had that feeling of where you're like, hmm I don't want that. That's probably because you're sick and your body is way smarter than your brain is. So always listen to that. Rest comes first. So to sleep, you are going to get sick if you don't sleep. That's just pure fact. Your immune system heals and cleans things out while you're sleeping. So this might sound, you know, pretty foundational to you, but it is. The foundations of medicine really do change everything for you. You need to be sleeping. You need to be eating healthy foods. I am convinced that cold and flu season is really just the holidays because during the holidays, everyone is eating so much sugar, so much sugar. What does sugar do? Makes microbes grow. What else does sugar do? It depresses your immune system. So guess what you can get? Sick. So eating really well is very important. Part of this. There's a a reason why when you were sick that your grandma would make you soup truly because soup is medicine and it's delicious. So you got to stay hydrated as well. Those are kind of the foundational things. I would also say if you have a fever, let that fever ride, baby, let it ride. And that's because that's your body killing off something. Of course you can get to like the sketchy parts of fever, like 104, 105. Yeah. Those are a little bit high. Yes, I agree. You might want to bring that down a little bit, but also Let me just say that I've never, ever, 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 ever in my adult life taken anything to reduce my own fever. Because while that's happening, I'm like, yes, Bonnie, do your damn thing. Kill off those fuckers. So that's what you need to be doing. You need to let yourself have the fever. If you're not hungry, don't eat. Just don't. But let yourself have lots of fluids, lots of soup or some herbs, some tea, something like that. Also, fun fact, you can also go in the sauna because the sauna is almost like mimicking a fever. And when you're in a fever state, what's happening is that your immune system is going, your immune system is active. Your immune system is targeting something in your body. And that is exactly how you're going to get well. So if you have access to a sauna, when you're kind of in that little, almost like incubation period where you're like, "Mm, starting to feel a little sick. I don't know what's up. You go in the sauna, see if that can help. I'm going to give you some other tools and things that you could do as well. So I would highly recommend having a few of these at home. One. Socks. You're like, what is she talking about? The reason why I want you to have some nice sockies at home is because in your medicine cabinet, especially if you're a parent, you need to have something called magic socks. No, they're not special socks. You could just get some cotton socks, some wool socks, but magic socks are a type of hydrotherapy where you would take a pair of the cotton socks. You would put them under cold water. You'd put them in the freezer, let them get nice and chilly. At the same time, you're warming up your little Pasa For those of you that are not subscribed to this podcast, you probably have no idea that Pasa is paws, a.k.a. your feet. So you need your feet to be warm. You could heat them in a little warming foot bath. You could put them in front of the fireplace or something. Then you're going to put those frozen socks on your feet. I know. At first, you're going to be like, whoo! and then shortly after you're, whoo, you're going to put on The wool socks. What is going to happen? Your body is like, what is that? Why is it so cold? And your body is going to send blood to your feet. Your When that's happening, as the blood is pushed from your head to your feet, magical for sinus congestion, any goo in this upper respiratory region. That's why it's called magic socks because it really works like magic. I actually had a really good friend that I was living with when I was in med school and she was like the sinus infection queen. And she proved to me, That magic socks work well. I know you're listening to this because you're a ride or die and I fucking love you. So if you're listening to this, thank you for being a guinea pig and for letting me do all sorts of weird shit to you and for trusting me. Because if you don't trust me that the magic socks are going to work, I can't wait for your mind to be blown. So you need to have some sake at home. We need that. I would also definitely recommend having a neti pot at home. A neti pot's like a cute little teapot. I would recommend a ceramic one because they're easier to clean. Honey, bunny, you're not sharing this with anyone, okay? You're not sharing it with your spouse. You're not sharing it with your child. That is just a recipe for a polymicrobial overgrowth inside of your little schnout. So you're gonna get your own. You're gonna clean it. You're gonna only put exquisitely filtered water in it. That might mean that you already have exquisitely filtered water at home. It might mean that you buy some distilled water. I don't know. Put it in there with some salt and some herbs. What herbs, you ask? Know that it's gonna burn. It's gonna burn like wasabi. But I love biocidin. What do you say? I happen to have it right here. This is called biocidin. This is something that I don't travel the world without. This is something that when, you know, COVID was running around, if that's what you want to say it was doing, um, it was something that was flying off the shelves because it is a broad spectrum antimicrobial. It is an immune supportive supplement. This is something that you could either put right in your mouth. You could squish into your little neti pot and drain your little schnout. With the neti pot, it's really important that you get the angle down right. You're going to put it in your little nose. You're going to tilt to the side, truly a tilt like this. What's going to happen is the water is going to swim up through your sinuses and out the other side. Game changer for allergies, for if you feel like you got exposed to something and you don't want to get sick. Any sinus congestion, sinus infections, cold, anything like that. You want to flush it on out. You need a neti pot. Something else that I would 1 million percent recommend having at home in your medicine cabinet is a nebulizer. A nebulizer just helps to make medications volatile so that when you inhale it, it can go directly into your lungs. This is something that you can do with different herbs. You could do with iodine. You can do with different types of, you know, antimicrobial compounds that I would definitely recommend working with someone on because you don't want to just inhale anything into your lungs. Right. But that is an incredible way of getting medication straight to the area that usually needs it in cold and flu season. However, if you don't have a fancy nebulizer, I'm sure you got a pot at home. You could just heat up a pot of water. You could put some essential oils in it, like eucalyptus or thyme or, um, sage, and you could put a towel over it, over your head and inhale that steam. That would also work really nice for you. So those are just some at home things to have. Now let's get to the supplements, what you need in your medicine cabinet. So baseline babes, baseline, we need immune support. Your body is going to run through its vitamins, its minerals pretty quickly because those vitamins and minerals are doing specific processes in your body, like stimulating the immune system. So if you lose your smell and your taste when you're sick, you burn through all your zinc. Yes, you did. So you need to take zinc. I would recommend starting to take that at any sign of illness. So if you get a little tickle in your throat, you get a headache, anything like that. I love zinc lozenges because you can suck on them and then they just go right to the area that usually you need them. And even the sucking sensation that you're having, I know I'm smirking, I'm aware. It helps to open up your sinuses and your palate and that could be helpful for drainage. So, you know, you could suck on this or something else if you want. Um, you can't take zinc for a long period of time by itself because you're going to deplete your copper. So that's something that I see a lot of in my practice is people that have literally been taking zinc since covid Baby, it's 2024. Okay. Like we can't just take zinc 30 milligrams every day because you're going to deplete your copper. And now your iron's deficient. And now you're exhausted. Now you have anemia. Now you're bruising. You see? You see what happened there? So these are for acute things. And of course, you can always be working with your doctor to make sure that you're not getting deficient, right? But zinc is essential. Vitamin C. Love, vitamin C. This supplement right here, I like it, but it's actually not my favorite this particular brand if you're even looking at it. And again, I'm not trying to advertise certain brands on here. But with that being said, since you know how how much value I put on to, you know, medical grade supplements and making sure that you're choosing what you're buying with an educated mind and not feeding a corporation that doesn't give a fuck about your health. Know that supplements are not regulated in the state. So you can't get them on the state, this country. So you can't buy them on Amazon. You can't buy them from Costco. You can't buy them from the CVS because there's no law saying that what is in that bottle is what's on the label. So it's really important that you get them from sources that third-party test that tell you that they're not contaminated, but also companies that actually want you to get well and who will send you data on what is actually inside of their supplements because it was third-party tested, meaning that someone that does not have a financial incentive told them that it was clean. So just want to throw that out there. And for those of you that don't know, I have a full script account where all my favorite supplements are on there, but probably so does your functional medicine doctor. So you can reach out straight to them. So we covered zinc. We covered vitamin C. Know if vitamin C is not buffered. It's going to make you shit your pants. So you want it to be buffered because you want to take it in high doses. Other vitamins that are important for you to take that I don't have here. Vitamin D. You're probably deficient in vitamin D. I don't find it coincidence that people get sick in the winter because they're not getting a lot of sun. And vitamin D is a master regulator of our immune system and our hormones, and just about everything else in our body. So you need to make sure that you're getting enough vitamin D. Same with vitamin A. Vitamin A and viral infections, best friends. If you're deficient in vitamin A, you're probably going to get sick all the time. You probably also have really heavy periods, fun fact. So I would definitely take some vitamin A. And also, fun fact, if you're deficient in vitamin D, it's a fat-soluble vitamin. So you're probably deficient in vitamin A. So you definitely need to take both. Vitamin A is what we call a teratogen, meaning that it can make your reproductive period of growing a baby, it could make that altered to where now the baby has a defect because it is such a strong input to the nucleus and the genetic material of a cell that you cannot be pregnant. And take high doses of vitamin A. And also high doses of vitamin A can impact your liver. So again, these are things that you're doing for short periods of time to support your immune system. You're not taking them every day as prevention. Of course, there's things that you can take for prevention. Things like vitamin C, a good B vitamin, immune support. But I need to be mindful that I am not your doctor. And I need you to be mindful that I am not your doctor. And I also need you to be mindful that supplements are medications and herbs are meds. And if you're on any meds or have any underlying health conditions, you really need to work with someone. Because you could ultimately fuck yourself. Okay. Next on my list of medicine cabinet must-haves is some type of antimicrobial support. So you can get fancy like me, get biocidin, love her. They also have capsules, Oliverex. This is magical for viral infections because olive leaf is one of the strongest antivirals out there. So is licorice, honestly. Those are two, if I had a viral infection, I would start downing Oliverex or olive leaf or licorice and just start to boost the immune system but again herbs are medicine so if you have high blood pressure you can't take licorice because it's going to make your blood pressure higher okay and if you're like how am i supposed to remember all this you're not you're supposed to work with someone that knows it for you and can help guide you other things that can support your immune system as far as antimicrobial goes are all of the culinary herbs so you might notice that here i just have a random bottle of sage the reason why I have sage is because I was traveling to New York, I didn't have all of my goodies and just went into a random store that was selling tinctures. That's what a alcohol-based herbal extract is. And I saw there was sage, so I took some and it absolutely helped clear up whatever goo was in my brain. That's because culinary herbs throughout space and time have been used to preserve food. That's because they're antimicrobial. So you can put an unbelievable amount of herbs and spices into your foods. You can make soups, you make teas or you could just get them in tincture form. You could eat them in capsules. And this isn't just sage, sage, rosemary, thyme, oregano. I think you've probably heard that oregano oil is incredibly potent, but truly you could be getting all these in foods. You could be getting them in tinctures. You could be taking them in capsules. I'm also a fan of just broad spectrum immune support that isn't necessarily antimicrobial against one specific pathogen. That would be things like medicinal mushrooms no not the magic mushrooms we don't want you tripping this here is chaga there's all there's so many different types of mushrooms there's turkey tail there's shiitake there's a whole bunch of them some of them are more so targeted towards the cognitive space but a lot of them are their foods They're sugars that's what that's what mushrooms are. They have these big sugar molecules that can then trigger the immune system to be boosted, to clear things out. So you can definitely utilize those if you're a mushroom human. Something else that I have on this table that I think that you definitely need to know about that is always in my medicine cabinet is NAC. NAC is n acetylcysteine. It is a precursor to the master antioxidant in the body called glutathione. Fun fact, if your doctor told you to take glutathione by mouth, it's really not absorbable by mouth. So it's really best to get in an IV or a little push, or you can take a precursor like NAC. And the reason why it is included here is yes, because it's helping to decrease inflammation, but specifically NAC is a mucolytic. And let's be honest, cold and flu season is the season of goo. Everyone's like sniffling and coughing. And like a couple of weeks ago I had a cough, like it was disgusting. And I was taking boatloads of NAC because the mucolytic, it goes through there and it Breaks up the bonds between these gooey mucus molecules so that you can cough it out, you know, snort it out or whatever you got to do to clear the mucus out so it's not staying in there and leading to congestion. Some other things that I would definitely recommend having in my medicine cabinet is just anything that helps you unwind and relax. Because if you are pushing yourself nonstop, it's going to be hard for you to relax. So this could be something like Epsom salt for a bath. I already mentioned a sauna, but truly you need to rest and give yourself the time and space to heal. So even things like adaptogens and herbs that can support you in that way may be indicated. Even things like Manuka honey. Absolutely magical for killing organisms in your body. So there's a lot of things that you might have at home that can help you. Even garlic, like truly all of your culinary herbs, load them up, have some of these supplements on hand. You don't need all of them. Absolutely not. I just wanted to show you some of my favorites, but it's important to make sure that you're not very vitamin and mineral deficient. So even with that being said, something like a B complex can really change the severity and the duration of some of these things that you're experiencing. So kinda to recap, in your medicine cabinet, for you to heal, you need to be mindful about what you're putting in your body. So you're not binging on sugar, you're not eating candy laying in bed, you're not eating a cake as you're tired and staying home from school. You're eating healthy foods, you're staying hydrated, you are resting, you are using hydrotherapy. So hydrotherapy is just using water as therapy. So that could be the magic socks, putting some under ice cold water, putting them on your feet, letting them warm up, Or this could be something like contrast showers, alternating hot and cold. It could be something like taking a hot Epsom salt bath. It could be a sauna in which you're sweating out some toxins and allowing your fever to come up. You want your body temperature to go up. You want that fever because that is an incredible way for your immune system to clean up. You also want to make sure that you have enough vitamins and minerals for your immune system to even work. If you're vitamin C deficient, A, D, you're going to have a hard time doing what your body is meant to do you need to supplement with those zinc is huge you're not taking that long term because you're going to get copper deficient I promise you herbs are magical if you haven't dove into the world of herbs yet let them show you their magic have some on hand use them and trust them because also if you're going to take something into your body and if you're like I don't think it's going to work It's not going to work. But if you look at it and you're like, yes, I love you. This is going to heal me energetically. It's going to completely shift that internal picture. So having some Herbies on hand are wonderful. But if you're really sick and if you need help, go to the hospital, go get care. But I want to empower you to know that there's a lot that you can do at home to give your immune system support. So I hope that you learned something today. If you want any support as far as my favorite herbs, supplements, things that I take, go to my website. There's a little supplement section on there. You're going to see all my favorites on there. But know that I can't stress enough how important it is to work with someone one-on-one because they can customize these things to your body. If you're in California, I can be that person. If you're not, there's someone who wants to help you. I promise you, there is. Thanks for being here. Thanks for learning about all the ways to support your incredibly beautiful, smart, brilliant body. And I can't wait to keep teaching you stuff. Thank you.